Welcome to Get Big Out Loud Radio, where we explore living the complex, funny, and beautiful ride of life with me, Carrie Knutson, and Dr. Pat on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Are your thoughts keeping you small? Are you ready to get big? I will offer you ideas to transform what you are thinking into conscious action. Explore what is keeping you small and how to shift your behaviors in order to get big. Learn what is possible for you. Get ready to get big and live life out loud starting now. Oh my gosh, we had a great show, Get Big Out Loud, with my friend and colleague, Carrie Knutson. This is about living the complex, funny, and beautiful ride of life. But I want to tell you, today's show is so really, just so awesomely important. You know, for those of you that know who Carrie is, uh, you know that her work is profoundly inspiring, but also like 360 degrees of what you need to do to get big out loud and lead an amazing life. Whether you know her as speaker, as a school counselor, storyteller, mother, fun, fun, fun. Uh, she and I share this closeted rap artist. And honestly, if I don't know if you, Carrie, was doing it yesterday during the show, but during the Super Bowl, you could just like halftime hours like right there. Way to go, Dre. Just saying, way to go. Wow. To see like Dre and Snoop Dogg and Mary Jane Blige on like that scene, that was got to be for a closet rap artist's greatest moment of all time. But this, <laughs> but this is what Gary does. This is about helping all of us get to the place where we want to be in life. Once we get there, then take a look at the future and understand what it means. Today's show has never been more important. I think when she wrote this up for the show she got going here today, Chasing the Future, I think she was just shouting out to all of us. But I want to say to everybody out there, happy Valentine's Day. Oh, my God, Benny, how many of, the, how many of these has it been? Carrie, it's great to have you. Happy Valentine's you Day. You too, Dr. Pat. Happy Valentine's Day to you. We're all in our, we have some pink on. You got some red on. I got my pink, I got like. Oh, I yeah, see it now. Red shirt, but you know, like that too. Very nice. And I just want to say the reason I'm a closeted rap artist is because it should probably stay there. It's not anywhere. <laughs> oh, I, I'm, I'm there with you. But I just like. I was like, man, I love this uh, Super Bowl. Shout out to the Rams. Okay. Just shouting out to the Rams. Yep. Not that I, not that I wasn't, a, you know, right there with you, Cincinnati, but thank you for giving us a game that we could just hang on to even in the very last moments. And it's always great to see accomplishment, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Isn't that it? What do you think they were doing? Were they chasing their future? Well, I have to tell you this because I just to be fully honest is I didn't watch the Super Bowl because I don't know much about football and I, I like the halftime in the commercials. So I don't even know who won, but I'm sure they were. Did you watch the halftime at all? Oh, you got to go fight. You got to go. Uh, what do I you know I have to watch the whole thing. Yeah, I go back and watch. That. I'm just being honest. I know people are going to cringe, but I just, um, no, I wouldn't quit. That's I go back the day afterwards. I watch the halftime show and then I watch the commercials and then that's my Super Bowl excitement. Um, Tell me if you're not going to love the halftime show. Tell me if you're not going to love the halftime show when you go back and watch it. Okay. Text me. Let me know what you All think. right. I will. I totally will. I'll do it tonight. <laughs> I'm a little bit always behind 
on, on things like that. But other things I'm right on time for, like this podcast, Dr. Pat, I'm totally ready. You're right on time. But, you know, like, I just, okay, so can I make a confession about chasing the future? Yes. The Olympics are going on simultaneously, right? There's a lot of things going on. And it's so amazing to watch history being made. But can I talk about love for a minute? Sure. And, and an aspect of love we don't talk about. But it's directly related to your topic today. We won a gold. The United States won a gold in long track 500 speed skating. And the woman that won the gold, through an act of kindness from her friend and other speed skater, would not have even been in the Olympics. And so I just want to have a moment here before you dig into chasing the future to just talk about the energy that one speed skater had to give up her spot in the Olympics so another speed skater could take her spot. And because good deeds get good deeds, there happened to be extra spots. So both of them got in. But that spot she gave up went to the gold. And I just want to say that when we're talking about today, there's an energy about the future. There's an energy about the present. And I just want to say that when you have that much energy of good deeds, how could you not create a great future? Oh, I love that, Dr. Pat. I didn't know that story. That's beautiful. How many Olympians do you know uh, would have given up their, their Olympic spot? I mean, right? Well, it's that's the dream that people have been chasing for a long time. So it's interesting. It comes down to the moment of the present of what you do in the moment, right? Exactly. That's, that's a really big thing to give up. I don't, I can't disagree with that at all. That, that takes a lot. I wonder if there was something that happened in the present moment that made it seem more worth it than it might have been at well, another time. So Brittany Bow, her teammate, this is before the trials, you know, Aaron Jackson, congratulations, Aaron, for like, oh my God, like, right? Uh, this is a gold medal that the United States hadn't gotten in a while. She is the first uh, uh, African-American uh, skater to ever win this. But Brittany Bow, her longtime training teammate competitor, gave up the spot. And see, that can still mean that both of these women have their eye on the future, but there's an energy to it. And isn't that what we're talking about today? When you say chasing the future, that's like, I, I'm like the dog that has found myself chasing its tail most of the time. <laughs> Tell us about what that means to you, chasing the future. Well, to me, the reason I called it chasing the future is a lot of us 
have goals, dreams, plans, ideas, things we want, everything's out in the future. And that can be very motivating, actually, like what you want to get done, how it's going to look, how you're going to get there, what's going to happen. It's very exciting for most of us to think about future things. We have hope, we have excitement. Uh, but also what tends to happen is we sometimes chase things into the future. Like um, if this happens, then I'll be happy. So I have to get to that point And then it's like an if then statement. If this goes right for me, then I'll be successful. If this happens, then I'll be worthy. And so I think chasing the future has like it's two sides of a coin, a positive and negative. Sometimes chasing the future is all about your goals and, and, and reaching them. But also sometimes chasing the future, you have to say, why can't I be enough in the present? Like, why, why am I waiting for the future to be happy or successful or worthy and so that's what I wanted to talk about today, that kind of push-pull, yeah. because most of us actually spend a lot of our time in two places, the past or the future. And most of us think about like lamenting the past, wondering if we did stuff wrong, thinking about happy memories, the, those things conjure up a certain set of feelings, or then we shift to the future, what's going to happen, what could happen, what might And when we chase that, again, it's kind of elusive sometimes. And then what I think about, what I want to talk about today too, is like, how do we be in the present and still acknowledge our past, be in the present and focus on what's happening in that moment, and then use the future to hope and dream and and help us strive, but not depend on it to feel the things we want to feel, like not wait to touch the golden ring that's always moving and moving and be like, oh, I never made it to happiness. I never made it to worthiness, right? I never made it to beauty. So that's what I wanted to talk about, the the interplay of all those things. You know, I think about this and I'm thinking about what you just said and I have to go to, I'm sorry if I do this again, but I was really struck by that halftime. Um, And I think about what these people did to pay homage to Tupac. Um, And also I think about Dre and I think about the risk he took. And the reason I say that is that this is a guy that was out in the forefront. And since you and I love rap a little bit right there, but you know, this is a guy that was out in front and took a risk on a, a man that was soon to become one of the most well-known rappers of our time, Eminem. And so how does one stay in the present moment and feel it? Because I love what you said. If we can totally embrace where we are, do you believe that that helps us be guided for where we are to go? Oh, definitely. I feel like... The focus is is so much on the future that 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 elusive feeling keeps us unsatisfied. If we can focus on the present and appreciate where we are, acknowledge what we've done, like focus on the moments that make life special, or make us feel, explore our feelings, whatever it is, whatever it is in the present moment. Sometimes people say, "Well, what if the present moment isn't good or happy?" are fine. And I'm like, that's okay. It, it is what it is. And our ability to stay in that moment, I feel gives us peace. I feel it gives us a peace to experience what we're, whatever it is in the moment. And I think that gives us some more room for the future. But what I tend to see with people is that a lot of times we are so 
future focused and we're not there yet and we're not good enough or whatever that we don't acknowledge what we have in the present. And this is what happens to a lot of people. We look back at pictures of ourselves and we say, oh man, I should have appreciated. Look how good I looked. I was so skinny. Look, I had all my hair. Look at like, whatever. Like we, we look back and we say, why didn't I appreciate it? But as you go back to that moment in time, you weren't appreciating it then and you weren't appreciating it before then. We, so sometimes we have to look back to appreciate. And my goal is to say, what if you could look right now and appreciate yourself in this moment for how far you've taken yourself, for what you've done, for who you are in this moment? And of course, there we are driven, most of us, to like achieve and do more. But the part of our culture, we kind of skip from the past to the future and we don't focus on what if it's what if i'm okay right now or what if today was successful because i was really engaged with something that was important to me or what if i stopped the busyness of what's next what's next to just enjoy a moment and this is why i always say when people remember things everyone says they usually they remember like big events like they got married or the birth of a child because the whole their whole life stops and you focus on that moment. And it's very memorable as opposed to the days that go by yeah. that you look back at your calendar and you're like, what did I even do? It was busy, but they're not memorable. Oh and they don't gosh. connect with, when we connect with the present moment, we create those memories in more significant ways. And not that it has to be like getting married or having a baby, but I, I often say to people, if you couldn't pick getting married or having a baby, or anything huge like the cruise or, or something that would be obvious. What is something memorable for you that, that was simple or surprising or thoughtful that made you feel something like not the big things you would expect if you had to pick something smaller? You know, usually people ruminate for a while and then they'll come up with something so tender or sweet or interesting but mostly simple little things, but they were present for them. They were truly engaged and it made the moment memorable. It meant something. Look, um, so that's, let's see. Can you see that? You always be my best friend. You know too much. <laughs> Linda made that for me. Okay. A hundred million years ago, it seems, but it's memorable to me because of what you just said. Right. Um, Yes, she does know too much. That's true. But these are memorable moments that don't we tend to really push them aside because whatever the reason is, we're caught up in the busyness of our own minds, which is ruminating either well, on the past or a future that we don't think is ever going to happen. Yes. And this is a perfect example of so let's for, say, for example, somebody gives you a compliment on something you're wearing and you say, oh, this whole thing, or do you see the stain here? Or this isn't quite right. Or <laughs> it didn't quite match today or whatever. Do you notice we do that again? We, we can't be satisfied in the present moment. Most people have a hard time just saying, thank you. Right. And, and that again is what is, what is wrong with me? You know, what could I make right? Or I can't just be say, thank you. Or let's say you're working on a big project and someone says, gosh, you've been doing so great. I see your effort. And you say, what's well, not done yet. I mean, let's just see, <laughs> let's just see. And you, but that's, I mean, you can't even appreciate how far you've come. And usually when people give us compliments, it's hard for people to just simply say, thank you. Yeah. Right? And, and that's part of our always got to be better, always got to do more, not there yet. And that's why the idea of chasing the future is a double-edged kind of the same, the same coin, but two sides of it. Because 
when you think about it's nice to feel hope for the future and to want to do more, but a lot of us don't spend enough time in the present, appreciating those things and, and being whole in the moment. And I find this a lot. I, I'll take this, for example, with women, a lot of us are waiting to be beautiful when we lose the weight, when we get the right clothes, when something, <sighs> sorry, I'm going to cough, <coughs> excuse me, when something happens that society and we'll match society's idea, right? And then you spend your whole life not being in pictures yeah. with your family and you spend your whole life with things in front of you and you've spent your whole life with poses like this and looking at your head. You're never like free to just be in the moment to just, I was experiencing this thing. So I took a picture of it. Not that I was worried about what I was wearing or how fat I was or if I had lost my 20 pounds yet or whatever. And I'll, I see this in a lot with, with women, but I think men do it too. We, we idolize some standard of beauty, then we miss out on our chance to enjoy our bodies while we have them. And that's, again, the idea of chasing the future that never comes. And then you never feel like, what would it be like to say, I'm beautiful right now? A lot of people are like, oh gosh, I couldn't handle that. But I just want to sit with it for a minute. What if, what if you were in this moment enough, beautiful enough, worthy enough, fulfilled enough what if you could be happy in this moment even with all the things that are going on so that's my you know my invitation to think about because we are a lot of times chasing the future so much that we don't think about what would it be like to sit in the present for just a little bit I love this you know let me ask you about this thing because there's there's that idea and then there's the other one that you're presenting today and that is our total obsession with the past So you can't even chase the future because you can't get out of the past. So it's almost like you're chasing the future and you're still chasing the past. One of them, you may be able to direct. The other one, that is like over. But we are so there. And what did you call it? You say under the shadow of the past. It's hard to escape the shadow of the past for a lot of people because what what I tend to see is that we drag it around with us and it's not always overt. That's why I thought call it a shadow. It, it it's it's there, but it's sometimes you're like, is it in front of me? Is it behind me? You can sense it, you know. But we drag the past around like a shadow, and it's hard sometimes to get out from under it because a lot of the times when we look back in our minds, most of us will pull up our memories are kind of just prone to do this, what went wrong versus what went right. And so we lament woulda, shoulda, coulda, didn't. That's why people talk about regrets. And then we're not supposed to have regrets. So we feel guilty if we do have regrets because what? who are these people that don't have any regrets? So we process that. And a lot of it causes us to feel feelings of de- depression or unworthiness, unfulfillment. And we tend to drag up you could do a hundred things right, but then one thing wrong, that's what you think about. Oh boy. And the, the, or the one time where you had a misstep or the one comment that someone made. And, and that could be fly in the face of all these other things that have gone right, but our brains tend to just hone in essentially on what's wrong with us instead of what's right. And so when we do that in the past, what makes it difficult is we can't start being a person in the present moment because we're still hanging on to the person we were in the past. It doesn't allow us to change. It doesn't forgive the situation and allow us to show up in new ways. And it makes it hard for us to say, I'm changing my beliefs, my behaviors, and my actions in this moment. 
when we're under the shadow of the past, we kind of do the same things, think the same thoughts, act in the same ways. Uh, one other thing I'll say about this is a lot of things that keep us from moving on to even be in the present is we can't say sorry, not only to other people, but to ourselves. I'm sorry. I was so harsh with you, Carrie, right? Or like, we, sometimes we need to say sorry. We look back and we're like, oh God, I'm sorry that happened. I'm sorry I acted that way. I'm sorry I didn't know better. I didn't, sorry I didn't react in a, the way I wanted to. Sometimes we need to say that to other people, but most times we need to say it to ourselves. And that forgiveness piece, I feel like is such a huge key to being able to at least transition mm -hmm. from the past into the present. But again, what most people do is stay in the past, skip the present and go to the future. And that keeps us in, in two places that I don't think we can find peace there. It feels yeah. Um, tense. Yeah. We have not learned how to fifth dimension, multi-dimensional, parallel being. We have not learned that in this earth skin yet, how to be like here and then our future quantum partner over here. Yesterday, uh, I was doing some work and uh, the, there was this um, old movie on the TV. I don't even know what channel it was. Love Story. Now, I, I didn't, I, I've watched it when I was younger, right? But I just happened to turn it on and I was doing something. And there, it, it was the exact scene of Allie McGraw sitting there crying on the step. And then Ryan O'Neill's like running around looking for her, looking for her, looking for her. And then he shows up and she looks up and she's got the tears. I couldn't find luck, couldn't find my key. And he says, I'm sorry. And she says, love is never having to say you're sorry. And, you know, we... <laughs> We grew up with that line and it, and I was thinking about it yesterday and I thought, what does that mean? How do we impose restrictions on ourselves? How do we stop for a moment and wait to the moment where we cannot, cannot do what you just said? You know what comes to mind, Carrie? You ever lose someone, you know, someone passes on right? My mom died very suddenly. Both of my, my moms died very suddenly and my sister very suddenly. And I remember going through a period with my sister in particular and my stepmom where I thought, I wish I would have said this to her. I wish in that last call we had, I wit that. Now, there's a difference between saying that and then saying it a million times for the next 20 years. Mm, wow, that's so important. Saying well, there's a difference between saying that in the moment and then saying that the next for the next 20 years a million times to a person who can't hear it. Right? Oh, Dr. Pat, that's that touched me. Wow. Ruminating on the past, I think, is one of the toughest, toughest things for you to identify yourself, right? Like for you to say, oh my gosh, I'm doing that. And, you know, that's why I guess we have therapy or yes, counseling, that's exactly, right? <laughs> right. Well, that's, that's why, why we have so counseling. Well, that's why self, I feel like the cornerstone of therapy is self-awareness and yeah. learning about ourselves, understanding ourselves, exploring ourselves without the judgment, the fear, the shame that a lot of us, again, we carry those feelings with us. And what's hard sometimes is, you know, well-meaning friends say things or even, you know, we talk to ourselves, but sometimes it is great to work with a therapist who can say, 
who has training to help you explore these in a safe way so that you can see what I tend to see is it's like shining a light on this. You may not even know how much you're doing it because you've normalized the behavior. You've normalized. This is just how I'm supposed to feel. You've normalized like I guess I won't be happy or I should feel guilty or I should have these regrets or I can never be forgiven or whatever, whatever story you've told yourself. And again, these are stories, but they feel very real. And to all of us who have our different stories, it's funny how we get them and then how we connect with them. And sometimes if you don't bring some awareness and consciousness to them, they run your life and you call it normal. And you don't realize, wow, I could be feeling different. I could let some things go. I could shift how I think. I could let the past be in the past. I could forgive myself for who I was. I always, I tend to say, you're probably doing the best you can with what you have at the moment. And that person might not be the same person right now. You may be showing up in a different way. But again, if you, if you have that past person that's defeated, guilty, overwhelmed, whatever you are, and then you shift to, well, in the future, when this happens, then I get to be happy. And the thing, the closer you get to the thing you think, let's say you, you feel like I'm going to save money and go to, um, I don't know, Tahiti, and I'm going to have this great big vacation and it's going to be great. I'm going to save money. And that's my like thing I'm going to do. Right. And then you go and then you have it, but then you come back and you have to ask yourself, did that trip make me happy? And hopefully, yeah, I hope, hopefully it did, you know, <laughs> but like, I hope so. And the, the whole idea is like, you can have the trip and have be what it is, but if you haven't settled with yourself, what happens after you meet the goal? What happens oh. after you climb the mountain? What happens after you make the amount of money and see your bank account or pay off your house or whatever it is. And there's a great line, um, you know, the Fleetwood Mac song, um, Landslide. I know I just- all the free... I know all their songs. <laughs> I got a picture of Stevie Nicks in my pocket. Well, there, well, I should have. Why did I even ask that? Then I should have. Been, <laughs> well, then you know the line. I climbed a mountain and I turned around. Yeah. I always think about that because so many times in our life we're striving and we're going, we're climbing the mountain, and then we don't say what happens when I turn around. Oh. Right? Was the goal the thing that was going to make me feel something, or was it a cool thing to do that got me excited that I wanted to check off in my achievement? But did it make me feel? the way I wanted to feel. And that's a lot of times why goals can be elusive because we haven't done the work of the present to feel the feelings we want now so that then we can take those to the future. I just feel like it's, you know, a waiting game. And then the goals have to be bigger and more and louder. And sometimes the goal could be like, I'm going to love myself today. Mm. I'm going to be present with people in my life. I'm going to forgive things in the past and leave them where they need to be. I'm going to show up for people with consciousness and I'm going to take compliments when people give them to me. And maybe, maybe that would be life-changing and you could still say, and I still want to like go to Tahiti and climb a mountain, but it wouldn't be a measure of your worthiness or your happiness or your success. And that's what I, I think a lot of people struggle with because we're waiting for those things instead of, and also I'll just say too, a lot of us are waiting to get the right job title or the right amount of money or the right relationship to get those things. And I feel that that's elusive as well. And those things are not actually what you're looking for. I love this. We're going to talk about this when we come back from break, we're going to talk about, you know, why it's so hard to ignore the call from the future, but what you're talking about is the emptiness of success. And I, I, that's a phrase I use a lot because it doesn't matter if it's a five pound success 
or if you really have just gotten the house of your life, what happens when you get it and you still don't feel fulfilled? What mm -hmm. happens? But what about the call, the call of the future? How do we balance the energies of all of these? But what you said is so beautiful. What you basically said is where we all get stuck. Um, I want to tell people how they can find out more about you. So let's have them have your website and then we'll go to a short break and come right back. Okay. How do people find out about you? You can find me at knutsonspeaks.com. That's K-N-U-T-S-O-N-speaks.com. And I'm, there's information about my presentations and my coaching, my show, my one woman show will hopefully come back late spring, maybe summer. I know I'm excited for that. And uh, that's where you can find me on social media under Knutson Speaks as well. That is so fun. When we come back, what about this idea of the future? What about the call to the future? Is it even possible to achieve the vision the way you want to achieve it without totally embracing the present? Let's take a short break. We'll be right back, everybody. Your own innate brilliance already lives inside of you. Come discover it so you can shine brightly in this world. Join me, your host, Adrian Cobb, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern during Wild Magic on TransformationTalkRadio.com and get answers to who you are and where you belong. To learn more about me and the show, visit MyWildMagic.com. Again, that's MyWildMagic.com. Don't miss Colette Marie Stephan on The Truth is Funny, Ship Happens, every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Colette is a renowned energy worker here to help you see the serendipitous humor of the truth. It's funny. Tune in and laugh with Colette. Shift into your highest potential. Call into the show to work on your personal shift with Colette and visit TheTruthIsFunny.com to learn more about all the life-shifting services Colette offers. As different layers of consciousness unfold in each show, you won't want to miss a second of this. Make sure to tune in to Transmutation Time, Energetic Alchemy for an Amazing Life, every month with Kelly Kay on TransformationTalkRadio.com. To learn more about Kelly and the show, visit www.EnlightenedMedicine.com. You have the power to turn trauma into transcendence. Come bring your shadow into the light so you can begin to truly heal and grow today. Hi, I'm Coach Martez. And I'm licensed therapist with Drina Layton. We want to invite you to join us on the Coach Martez and with Drina Layton show, where we discuss understanding love, accepting truth, and changing your perspectives. Relationships are the currency to life, and so many couples find themselves broke in their relationships. We want you to join us for a lively discussion and practical tips and insights on how to turn things around and gain the merit for life mindset. There is divinity within you. Join Lisa Belt on her show, The Unshakable Living Show, supernaturally and divinely unshakable, twice a month, and find that divinity that you deserve. Lisa will help you feel encouraged, empowered, and realize that you're not alone on your journey. With Lisa, address the foundation, the frame, and the finish of your dreams and become truly unshakable. Day-to-day -day living can be difficult in our world today. Most of us don't know how to live a peaceful, joy-filled existence. 
Learn how to break through these barriers and live a transformative life on Love and Light with me, Dr. Lisa, every day living in peace, every second and fourth Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. To work with Dr. Lisa, visit EducationThroughEngagement.com. You got to love them. You just have got Thanks, Benny. That was nice. Thank you. Thank you so much. Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to Get Big Out Loud with Carrie Knutson and me, Dr. Pat. I get to share this moment with her. Uh, Today, Carrie, you are bringing to the table Chasing the Future. And I love that phrase. I love that you're, you're saying it that way because it has a very specific meaning, right? When you say chasing the future, you say the word chasing anything, it, it really becomes very visual and visceral at some level. Um, before we talk about the call to the future and staying in the present, again, tell people how they can reach out to you and how they can find out when you're going to be doing your show again. I know I'm excited to think about the show because of, you know, coronavirus, like things are opening up. Yeah. So I'm hopeful so you can check out my website under knutsonspeaks.com and under Instagram and Facebook, the same Knutson Speaks, K-N-U-T-S-O-N Speaks. And yeah, I'm thinking about, you know, as the spring and summer unfold, how the show can work. And um, the interesting thing is I had a group from Canada call and want to do the show virtually maybe. And I said, I don't know if that can work, but let's figure out like, what could we do like a virtual show or something? So who knows what might happen in the next few months about where the show will be. So I'll, I'll keep everyone posted. Yeah. You know, that's so funny you say that because somebody else was sharing that with me and they said to me, I just didn't feel right doing it. Like, and I said, well, well, wait a minute. I, why don't you go rent a small stage or why don't you set a stage up mm-hmm. and do it as if you're like, you can go to the library here and you can like, right. But we're getting highly creative. But see, this is like you getting excited about the future. Oh, yeah, I get excited about that's me being that's me being excited about what's possible in the future, right? Like, what might happen? How could it work? What would I do? You know, either virtually or in person. And when I do my show again, that gives me so much excitement just to think about possibility. And that is such a great that's, again, the idea of the future isn't bad. The idea of chasing it and never getting, you know, the feelings you want is, is what I'm talking about. I do think the future gives us hope, helps us feel motivated, things like yeah. that. So I'm not, it's, I just want to make sure, you know, like the, again, the two sides of the same coin, there's a really positive things like this, like what we're talking about that give you hope for the future excitement. Yeah. And, you know, isn't part of the key to that? And let's talk about this from your perspective, the side of having hope and being positive about it you know, or looking forward to it. My mom used to say, you know, I, I so love looking forward to dot, 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 right? Mm-hmm. In her case, it was bingo, playing bingo, like uh-huh. that, like, like, like the bingo queen. <clears throat> and she would say how much she looked forward to it. And I always would watch my mom's reaction to disappointment. And I tried for my life to mimic her. It didn't matter what it was not passing the real estate test three times, bingo being shut down because of something going on with the bingo machine. It didn't matter. She always laughed about it and would say something like, well, you know, there'll be a next time. 
So let's talk about the difference between looking at the call to the future, being in the present and being attached. Oh my gosh. Because when you said the idea of being disappointment, our attachment or being hooked, or there's a lot of different ways you can use it to the outcome, um, to having it work out just the way it should. Like we, we have a hard time dealing with disappointment. And sometimes people then say, well, I'm not going to dream at all because I don't want to be disappointed. Yes. You no. Know? And, or we get so crushed by the disappointment because it didn't turn out the way we wanted it to be. And I even laugh, I have to laugh at myself a lot because I, I do this. I notice this about myself. So if my husband, Joe, sometimes will be like, Hey, uh, should we go out for Thai food tonight or Mexican? Um, and I'll say like, oh, I feel like Mexican. Like, I really feel like that. And then later he was like, so I was thinking more Thai. Or maybe, I don't know, there's um, Chinese food that we like down the street or whatever. And I'm like, no, we picked, we picked. And I'll, I find myself, <laughs> I, and I, I had to look at myself and laugh a little bit because I'm like, you're doing the thing you do where you, you, you made a decision and then it should do like, do you actually really care? Or is this the thing you want to fight for? And sometimes yes, sometimes no, but I notice that about myself and I always have to be like, you're doing that thing you do where you said it should be this way. And then it should. And if it doesn't happen, you get mad. And that's a little <laughs> example, but I find myself, I call Joe mind changer. I'm like you're doing your mind changer magic. And I don't like it. Like we made a decision. And so the disappointment that we feel from the little things or even from the big things, and this is what I feel like a lot of people do too. My life is going to look like this. I'm going to do this and achieve that. And then this will happen and that will happen. And they make this plan. And then when they're not on plan for a variety of reasons, like reality, the present, other opportunities, situations, they, they feel that again, disappointment, what they would have, should have, could have been able to do and it didn't happen yet so it's almost like future disappointment past disappointment we get stuck in that and I think our attachment to the outcome is what makes it difficult and I think that's really interesting to just think yeah. about a little bit what is my attachment to the outcome is yeah. it making it easier for me to achieve this or more difficult is it keeping me rigid and tight or is it allowing me to be flexible and loose and open-minded i still lots of us are again goal-driven we want to know the outcome but the attachment i love that you use that word we get hooked to something we get attached to how it should be yeah and then a lot of times that leads to disappointment yeah, yeah. people get confused between the attraction to the goal and the attraction attachment to the goal attraction mm-hmm attachment attraction is you're drawn to the goal you're drawn attachment is i cannot live my life without getting it it's so funny because i linda was telling me that linda and karen linda and her sister could have been in the world's funniest videos like one of those funniest videos Mm -hmm. because the world of just ordering out that you talked about So imagine these two women in their car, just coming back from someplace. And one of them says, I think we should get Chinese. And they both agree on Chinese. They go to Chinese place. It's not open. It's COVID. It's not open. Then they're like, okay, we're not going to get, let's go get Thai. They go to Thai. So end up going to Thai, right? It's not open. I mean, you can imagine this, right? The conversation that's going on in the car, probably the cussing going on, but it gets to be a little comical at one point because Linda's driving and goes to the wrong Chinese restaurant place, right? She goes to, but instead of going to the wrong place and being crazy about it, goes to the place, orders the Chinese food, happens to be better and and less expensive than the other. 
most people would have had a complete meltdown. Mm-hmm. A complete meltdown. Yes, we but get see, frustrated very easily. Little things. So can you imagine things. if you get frustrated by little things, how much the big things weigh on us? And that's a human response. That story right there is so human. That is a very natural response to those things. And if we're not thinking about it, we kind of get on autopilot about being upset about it. And you know, it's, it's funny because I always like to check in and say like, okay, what was the height of your day? And Linda starts laughing hysterically, not about that, but they actually were watching uh, the, weird, the funniest videos. There's like a TV show about that. So Linda starts laughing hilariously at some guy pushing a cart down, a garbage can down the street. And happens to slip, fall, ends up headfirst in the garbage can. And I said, that's like your funny moment. She says, I don't even know how people were videotaping this. But you see, look, what has this got to do with anything? What happens when we take ourselves so seriously? That promotion we didn't get, that job we didn't get, that client we didn't get. Oh, right? yes. That boyfriend or girlfriend or both we didn't get. Sure. Or the, the, the way we thought things were supposed to be that didn't turn out. And Oh my God, and, not that one. But you know, a lot of times <laughs> we don't even save room to have these conversations because we say, well, buck up. It's for the best. Where's the silver lining? Move on. No one. And that's again, future focused. Don't sit in the present moment of your sadness, your overwhelm, your disappointment, your fear. Like what I think about the present moment is it has room for all the feelings. And if you experience something happened that's sad, so I'm now grieving or sad or something disappointed me. So I'm going to sit with my disappointment and process that so I can then move to the next thing. But a lot of times we're, we're so future focused on don't feel those feelings or it will be okay or look on the bright side, find the silver lining, whatever we want to say. And usually with time, all of us can get there. But what I find is that many of us just don't want to sit with like, yeah, that sounds hard. I bet that was disappointing. It seems like that was an overwhelming experience because that would make me sad too. I can imagine how disappointing or whatever that is, whatever you want to say. How many times do we just want someone to say, yeah, it's okay to be there for a minute because that is the present moment. And I often think about feelings and events and things. If you try to hold on to them tightly, it's like holding water, right? You can't really hold on to the same level of your feelings and emotions from one day to the next. They're shifting, but you have to create the base to have this experience. And a lot of times that's, again, we just don't want to be in the present, especially when things are hard or difficult or we're disappointed or whatever. That's even worse, right? For most of us, get me out of here. (laughs) You know, I want to ask you about something about this, about, you know, consciously being in the moment and the present awareness of that. You know, I don't want people to misunderstand what we're saying because I love visioning about a future, multiple aspects of a future. I don't think I'd be living in the house I'm living in now if I didn't have an intention set that even though I had to move out of a place I was in 14 years, it was very painful for me emotionally for a hot minute. Um, and it could have stayed there and I could have been stuck there. And I, it, I, I, if I'd have been stuck there, I wouldn't have set the energy of possibility. And I pretty much probably know I wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. Can we talk for a minute? 
about how everything is energy. And what we're not saying is, we're not saying not to grieve. We're not saying not to take that moment, right? We're not saying that. It's when we carry something forward, like the memory of an elephant, and we carry it forward, and you say to me, do you remember the time that you said this to me? And I say, like, when? They said, well, I think it was like 1983. I said, seriously? Do I rem you remember me saying something like that to you in 1983? Yeah, it was Thanksgiving. I said, so 1983. I said, I don't remember what I said to you yesterday. <laughs> right. But this can stop us, especially if guilt and shame about our past enter. Mm -hmm. and, and this is what is so what you just said that was so interesting, right? You can say something that is not memorable to you, whatever, but then another person <laughs> holds it on, holds on to that thing, right? For the for a long time. And many times it's certain moments of things that people that were said things that were said to people that they grab onto that and that either creates identity, shame, sadness, whatever. That's the piece of some things we hold on. The person saying it might have just Set it out of anger or even forgot about it already and doesn't know what kind of influence it had. And that's hard because sometimes we hold on to things that actually aren't truthful, don't have value, don't help us, are not provable. You know, just because someone says you, you're worthless, then we go, okay, well, I guess I am then. Like, no, but sometimes we, we're in stages and ages and stages of our lives where those things impact us. And I've had people say things that I feel like were throwaway statements to them that really got me, you know, that like I had to really think about if this was helpful or hurtful, you know, and holding on to things. I've been surprised by friends. I remember my friend one time who was dealing with something around a job switch and she's like, I just feel so much pressure. And I just feel like, I'm like, who is pressuring you? And I was like, and she's like you. <laughs> like, um, and I was like, I thought, oh my gosh, my intention versus my impact was so different in that moment. But I was really glad she could tell me because I wasn't aware you know, of how I was impacting her. And we do that all the time. We essentially like bump into each other, say things, do things that then set us on new paths. But the, the part of what growing up, I think, allows us to do is to take what has happened to us, experiences that we've had with people, um, kind of truths that we've lived with through other people's eyes. Like when we grow up, we don't have a lot of say in where we live, what we eat, what our values, if, we, if we're religious or not. We, have, we don't have choices in that. We just do what we do. And sometimes that also goes with like, if you were allowed to feel your feelings, if you were allowed to express yourself. Right. If you felt like you had um, people that believed in you and thought you could do things like all those things wrapped up, that's pretty complex puzzle. And I find that a lot of times we don't use the power that we have in the yeah. present moment yeah. as adults to think with our conscious minds, what serves me now? That might have been their truth, but not my truth or our truth. I mean, I feel the truth. I think there's a difference between truth and fact, but a lot of times our truth and the truth are two different things. Also, when we are adults, we, we have a chance to say, who will I want to be now? What influences do I want to have now? Where do I get my value system from now? What gives me hope now? And who do I get to say that I am? Who do I get to say? And I find this is just something I always think about. I worked with first generation college students a long time ago. And I remember when I was working with them, 
a lot of people would say, well, no one in my family went, so why should I like, why? and it's the mentality of yeah. that's just given to them. And they don't stop for a minute. Like, well, why should you not, yeah. you know, have you ever thought to, why should you not do this? Or, but I kept thinking, cause my background was like, you're going to go to college. <laughs> like that's all it's the, yeah. like, and then to see people like, who do you think you are to go to college? And I just had that moment of like, wow, that's such a different storyline to grow up with. That's such yeah. a different value system to live by. And it takes a lot of courage and thoughtfulness and consciousness to come and be like, who do I want to be now in this moment? Where am I going to get my values from or my drive or my hope or, and how am I going to let the past be what it is without necessarily having to change it? or even regret it or feel sorry for it or feel unworthy because of it. And that is the task of adulthood, I think, is to really own who you get to be now with a lot of, I think, you know, the idea of you have a lot of autonomy, but then you also have to have a lot of responsibility for that. You have to be responsible to figure it out. And that's, again, sometimes you need support to do that, or sometimes you just need to switch your conscious mind on and get out of your autopilot responses to things. So that's my wish for most people is what if you could look at who you are now in this present moment with all the things that have happened to you and then decide, decide what fits you now, but decide what works for you, decide to let some of those things go and say, you might think that about me, but I don't think that about me. Yeah. I mean, what you're talking about is, you know, the most pivotal, it's a sweet spot of empowerment. It's the, speed, it's the spot where you have enough of whatever that is, knowledge, wisdom, whatever that is, confidence, whatever you want to call it, to not let external triggers get to you. Mm-hmm. I'm first generational. I'm first generational high school. So, mm-hmm. but for me, somehow I got hit by a vision that I know didn't come from me. I mean, I got hit early on with this is what this you're going to do this. Um, and that's a really interesting hard. example, though, of like maybe that vision of holding on to something, you're going to do this, that future connection, right? It's not happening right now, but I'm going to. It's that right. is a helpful use of. That's exactly future. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You see, now I never thought I never ruminated over it. I didn't stop my life over it. From the day I said it to Linda was 1973. From that day to the day I actually did it, which was 1994. 73, 94. But why am I telling you this? I didn't wake up every day saying, oh my God, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Oh my. I never even thought about it again, really, after I made a statement to her. But here's the thing I'm going to ask you about. We think sometimes we have to think. We think sometimes we have to what? Think. We think sometimes we have to think. We think if I set this into motion, that this is a vision I'm having, and this is what I'd like to create. We think we have to keep just thinking about it all the time, every aspect of it. You know, let me think about, should it be this? Should it be that? When should it be? Think like, oh, it's not like, well, I mean, we have to be what you say. And and this is what I'd, I'd like to ask you in these last couple of minutes. Consciously be in the moment and awareness. Consciously be in the moment and awareness. Well, and that idea of consciously 
being in the moment means conscious versus unconscious. And I always say to consciously be in the moment, you have to recognize that there is an unconscious. And I always say it to me, it's as simple as all the things that are back here kind of running my life, my thoughts, my behaviors that I don't even think about my autopilot brain. Like I see dishes in the sink. I'm mad. Um, someone cuts me off. I am angry. Um, I get criticism. I'm um, frustrated. I try something new. I'm anxious. Like those autopilot unconscious responses. If we can do this and simply bring them to the forefront and say, oh, that's interesting that I did that. And look at them with curiosity and compassion, not judgment, but curiosity. Like, like when I told you why, when, when I get mad, when Joe changes dinner plans, I have to go like this, like, oh, I got that mad response. And I go, why, what is going on there? Right. Because when you shed light on the, then I'm like, is this important or is it not? Do I want to fight for it? Or do I really need this? Cause I said, I did like, then you can explore this in a place of really curiosity and right acknowledgement interest those things are valuable but if we constantly just keep things about why did i do that i don't know i just felt like it like if you don't take make the unconscious there's a quote that says until you make the unconscious conscious it will rule your life and you will call it fate and i have i think wayne dyer said that Maybe Carl Jung, though. Oh, wait, I have to figure out, I'll figure out who to attribute to. But it's such a beautiful quote because that's what I think about. We're all just kind of going along. And until we make the unconscious conscious, that's the first step, right? To be become conscious. And then to really step into that with a possible mindset, like what's possible for me now, given the moment that I'm in. Yeah. Stepping out of a lot of things that keep us stuck to the past or hopeful to the future. Like the idea of like, what can I do in this moment? Because the moment's going to pass, but to be present in that moment, bring some awareness, bring some consciousness to it, regardless of the feelings that come up. It's not that the feelings are always going to be great, but you can say that thing happened. Hmm. I'm feeling really sad about this right now. I'm feeling incredibly anxious. I wonder what's going on with me. That is helpful, useful information. Or even to say to yourself consciously, when you look in the mirror, so many times we criticize ourselves, like what's wrong with us. What if you could even start consciously saying, what's right with you? And you look in the mirror and you decide one day, you're like, I'm no longer going to criticize myself. And I'm going to stop just doing that thing that I do. So I'm going to look at myself and say, oh, either say nothing, just look at yourself or say, oh, there I am with no other commentary. Oh, there's, there's me. There oh, I am. Yeah. Oh, I just give myself a thumbs up. That's just, for me. I'm like all about nonverbal. Sometimes you can't even get it out. But if you catch yourself looking and saying, the mind start. You're right. We have to do things to flip it. Carrie, thank you so much for today. Please tell people your website again. Thank you so much for this. Yes. You can find me at knutsonspeaks.com on YouTube, Instagram, wherever you want to find me on my website. Um, and thank you for joining Dr. Pat and I today, because this to me is the best part about getting big out loud is talking about it. You can yeah. get big in your mind, but when you talk about it, express it, listen and think. I hope this show helped you to think maybe some new thoughts today, see what's possible. I hope you still are future, you excited about some things for yourself in the future and can enjoy yourself in the present and let go of some of those things in the past that no longer serve you. You have been listening to Get Big Out Loud Radio where we explore the complex, funny, and beautiful ride of life with me, Carrie Knutson, joining Dr. Pat live every second Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I will help you to know which thoughts are keeping you small in order for you to get big. Get big and live your life out loud. 
For more information, visit knutsonspeaks.com.